one more time. Hi everyone, this is Vita and Olive's podcast. I am Olive. I'm Vita. And uh, we're so happy to welcome you guys to our first podcast. We uh, have been friends and in the past life colleagues. Uh, we've known each other for about 16 years and uh, we've had decades of experience in the corporate world. And we just felt that we wanted to share some best practices, you know, what are things you can do if it, you know, you're in your career and you want to get to the next level? What are some things that worked for us really well, things that didn't work well? Right. And we thought that we could sort of use this vehicle of the podcast to share that because we get together all the time and we have these great conversations. <laughs> We have a private podcast. Our private regular, podcast. Regular basis. Exactly. And we thought, let's just take this, you know, out there and share with others, you know, about best practices. So here we go. The Our first podcast, we thought that we would talk about something that I think challenges most people in, when they're starting off their career and even if they're in the mid-level of their career, and that's differentiating yourself. In a crowded market. It's uh, competitive. It's crowded out there. And we all know that everybody's cute, but you need to know how to differentiate yourself. (laughs) Exactly. Right, Olive? That's right. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, you, we're all starting off maybe with degrees and, um, you know, we're all smart and like, you know, Vita said, everyone is cute, but what is, what is it really that you can do that can help you stand out? Right. How do you chase that dream that uh, everyone else is chasing? Everyone's doing the same thing, working really hard. But you need to stand out, and that's the bottom line. So um, Olive and I thought that we would just cover maybe three basic points about differentiating yourself. Uh, Number one, uh, being a problem solver. Two, uh, practice being a sponge at times. And three, how to develop your your image, your absolute best presence. Thank you. Thank you so much, Olive. And so we'll talk about these three points yeah. where expand upon them. Uh, first point, being a problem solver. Right. And I mean, you know, this is something that people hear over and over again, right? So we're not trying to beat a dead horse here, but we just want to uh, sort of make it digestible. What does that really mean? That means that your manager or your supervisor has so much on their plate. We all know that work is so over the top in most you know, offices every single day. And if you can be that person that takes something off their place, and if you're that person that's a problem solver, best be sure that you'll become, uh, you know, sort of indispensable, make yourself indispensable to your manager. And that means top to bottom, try to figure out a way to make sure that you're taking things off their plate. You're making them shine. And I know sometimes, you know, especially now I think people want, I mean, don't you think that Vita, some people want, they want the shine on themselves, but sometimes you have to do certain, certain things to help others shine so that you can then put yourself in the in the best uh, strategic place for the next level of your life. Right. So some people, uh, instead of using the opportunity that they have with their managers right. to maybe showcase their strengths, they go to a manager with an issue right. and a problem and not a solution. For example, our printer broke down, so we can't make that pitch to those clients that are coming in in, exactly. in a couple of hours. Uh, they can't get here to fix it till tomorrow. But if you're a problem solver, you've gone ahead. If you've already called perhaps a Staples mm-hmm. and you've already emailed them the pitch mm-hmm. and they're already printing those books yep. and you have a messenger on his way to pick up the books in about 30 minutes and the books will be here in an hour. 
Uh, so you go to the manager with that solution as opposed to going with the problem. Exactly. Right? You know, you, you have to be That's just one example, right? You know, be the person that makes it happen. You know, don't be the person that's always so that you never know what's next. You're always waiting to hear what's next. Make sure that you're, you know, positioning your, you're proactive. Exactly. And taking ownership of every situation because that's how, uh, leaders perceive other leaders, people who own a situation, people who are willing to go the extra mile. Right. Um, don't just go to work and, you know, sit at your desk and wait for an email to pop up, you know, be proactive as, uh, Vita was saying, it's like, you know, ask ask your manager is there something i can help you with or you know um if you notice that there's something that they like or need um try to be there you know even if it's just printing like you said even if it's just printing that can help someone and they will be thinking of you it sounds like a simple thing but you really become near and dear to that person in their mind it's all about association you know you want to make sure that when they think of you they're thinking that you're that person that can get things done mm-hmm and then uh, uh, moving on to the next topic, um, Olive, be a sponge. Yeah. You know, just, uh, you know, absorb and learn at every opportunity. Yeah. And there's learning in, you know, like so many places. And from everyone. And from everyone. Exactly. Top to bottom. Look down, look up, look to your left, look to your right. The opportunity to learn is everywhere. And that's one thing that I notice in a good leader mm-hmm. is that they take time to talk to everyone in the organization yeah. when they can. And and they know that every conversation is a learning opportunity. That's Sometimes right. the, the guy in the mailroom can tell you that there's a, there's a problem. Oh my gosh, Something's so bottlenecking the, the mail process, the right. entire process in the organization. You may never be aware of that unless you take a minute to talk to the people in the mailroom. Exactly. Or to the receptionist, uh, you know, see what's going on. That's exactly right. You know, it's funny, the thing that you mentioned also to even like this thing about the receptionist. Receptionist is someone in an organization that most people overlook, right? Like, oh, they're just welcoming people. They're not. But they are the first point of um, reference Client for clients. Right. And eat and new employees. Exactly. And other leaders coming from other organizations to your office. So, you know, it would behoove you to get into some kind of good rapport with that person even right. because that's even helpful. Also, executive assistants, great people to know. Gatekeepers. Yeah, that's a person that you want to forge a great relationship with. These are usually people that are um hyper aware in terms of people skills and exposure to what's happening in the firm make sure that you're making uh that person also a priority and you're listening you know the learning from that person as well they usually have been there for years they probably know a lot more about the company than most people know and they know how things are run Right. They, they're they uh, exposed. They have exposure. They have access to mm-hmm. meeting agendas, meeting minutes, uh, personalities. Oh, yes. The, up and down the corporate ladder. A big one. Yeah. And, you know, and uh, character traits, uh, strengths and weaknesses, uh, flaws, corporate culture, etc. So speak to everyone. Uh, be a great listener. Yeah. As I, as I said before, you know, it's more important that you are, you seem interested as opposed to interesting. 
That's right. That's a good one. I really like that. Where'd you get that from? Read it somewhere. Oh. <laughs> As I often do read, speaking about uh, being a sponge, yeah. I have a subscription to the Wall Street Journal and the New York Times online. Yeah. And I read uh, a lot of uh, essays and uh, white papers on subjects that interest me as well. Yeah. Actually, another, um, that's a good point, Wall Street Journal. Also, there's a, if you're not a massive reader and you just want to sort of get like a lay of the land, it's always good to read. There's a, um, a .com called The Skim. And that is actually, they're two entrepreneurs and they, you know, they always wanted to get a little bit of every bit of news and uh, they decided to come up with this uh, newsletter type thing where they just sort of give you an actual skim of the news, like key headlines. So that's something you should probably subscribe to. That would be great for you to get a top level of what's happening, current events, business, um, even pop culture that will probably help you in your uh, sort of business maneuvering. And I know, I think um, Vita really likes cranes as I well. Like cranes, it tells you, you know, it's, it's very current. And it's more regular. It tells you what's going on in business. What are the trends in business? Where do you want to be in business? Uh, and being a sponge is all about information. And, and that's how you become aware of where is the void so that you can be, you can fill that void. You can be there on it. For example, Uber did not come up with a new idea. Uber is successful because it noticed that there was a void in, you know, with yellow taxis, for example. Right. Where, and black cars. Right. One was never available when you needed it. Mm -hmm. You had to walk blocks to right. find a taxi. Or discriminating against some, you and know. So they democratized something. Exactly. If you were going to a borough outside of New York City, there was a problem. Mm -hmm. Uber, Uber thought of it and said, hey, we're going we're gonna to come to your door. You're guaranteed a ride. We're yeah. not going to turn you down because you're going to one of the bars in the inner cities. So, uh, and so did Apple. Apple solved the problem with, uh, you know, there were things where you could record music prior to the iPod. Right. But Apple solved it and bought all the music, more than a thousand songs, in the palm of your hands. Right. So you don't always need, you don't always need to come up with a new idea, but you can always work on perfecting. Right. What you know. And how do you do that? You do that by listening. Right. And paying attention. And reading. And being an information monger. I think that's our main point. It's like, just try to gorge yourself on information from all sort of mediums, wherever you can get it. Because you never know where your inspiration is going to come from, where your next connect is going to come from, and where your next nugget is going to come from that you're going to use in, 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 you know, in a conversation with a um, an executive at your firm. And you know what's good about uh, sometimes when you read a lot mm -hmm. and you know on a daily basis and you see what's going on in the business world, mm -hmm. you learn also not what not to do, but what I'm sorry, not what to do, what what's trending, but what not to do. Yes, what's not working. And that and is also key, right? Yeah, I like to say the best deals that I've done are mm -hmm. the deals that I didn't do. Hey, and I made that decision. It was very strategic. I was well informed when I made the decision and the way that you get informed is by reading and listening. That's a really, I think that's a big, big, big thing. And everything in life, actually, that's a big one where you, you know, it's what you don't do or you know what, it's what you know that not you do. don't want or exactly. you know what not to do right. that saves you and actually may catapult you in the long run to the best, you know, to the best place in your career. Um, so then that, that sort of brings us to our sort of last point.
point, which is about developing your most absolute best presence. And so we we worded it this way, and so we kind of went back and forth about like how we want to touch on this point. Right. And that's because we recognize that people are in all different sort of industries, and uh, you know, because I'm at an you know I'm at a creative sort of agency, and um, I'm in a very uh, traditional and conservative industry myself, uh, Olive. Uh, and there's no right and wrong way to dress. Uh, right. You know, and I always like to support uniqueness in an individual and individuality. So I would never be one to say you, you can't look this way to be successful. Right. But there is a corporate culture wherever right. you go. Right. And we wanted to sort of, we wanted to lay that groundwork in there before we start talking about this point, because we recognize that there are these differences. We do recognize that there are all these, you know, different ways to express yourself. Um, but to Vita's point, when you're in a corporate setting, you must be aware that there, there are certain barriers to entries. And this is, this is actually, it can be one of those. And you may not like it, but you need to be aware of it if you want to craft your your imagery in order to help excel yourself. Right. So um, perception is very important. Mm -hmm. Humans are very visual, mm -hmm. uh, and we can't help that. So when we see people, right, we we, for, we form an opinion. Yep. Based on how they look mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. So we have our own personal biases. So you want to make sure that when you present yourself, that the image that you project is that of uh, leadership, mm -hmm. um, that you are confident. Yep. And when you speak, you speak with conviction. So it's not just about what you wear. It's also how you project yourself. And that, and sometimes that takes work, right? Because maybe you're not coming from a setting that, because uh, as I said previously, um, Vita and I worked together before in a finance sort of court corporate, very high corporate, very conservative setting. Then I moved into another industry that was not as, so I only had suits. And then I went into an industry that was super creative and, and I found myself with all these suits and everyone else was walking around not so, uh, suited up, suited up. <laughs> so I had to, and I didn't want to conform because I'll be honest, I love to dress. And I didn't want to conform in a way that I wasn't myself. Um, and I, I do love to have a certain professional look to myself. So I just sort of worked on a way to uh, craft my image that, or my, my dress that worked well within that setting, but I was still corporate. Um, and I would, I would say, if I was gonna give a tidbit, it's like dress like you own the place. You know, dress like you belong in the C-suite. If that's where you want to be, you need to have your mindset in that place. Because sometimes, and I'll say for where I'm at, you know, if you look, if you're sitting in a, in a cube or you're sitting on a trading floor, if you look to the left and the right, that person may not necessarily be who you should be looking at. Keep your eye on the prize. Look at what's happening in management. How are they coming into the office? That's, I mean, don't you think that's a... Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, do you have anything else to say on that subject? I would say or? that I really enjoyed this first podcast. Yeah. And I think that the, those three points. Me too. Yeah. Are, you know, very interesting. And I hope that everyone finds them to be also useful mm -hmm. and valuable. I would say, you know, differentiate yourself to stand out. 
Um, if you want to be noticed, you want to stand out, you want to get promoted, you want to get that paycheck, you want to make that money. Hello. So, so stand out, but you need to work at it. Yeah. Uh, as we said before, you know, be, be proactive, be a problem solver, be a sponge, and develop that best personal presence, the one that will elevate your presence wherever it is that you may work or live or want to be. That's right. So thank you guys. And until episode two.